Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, Believe, Repeat Podcast. Your weekly EW review and breakdown. If you try to sing first, then we'll still have to in all of professional wrestling podcasts. Gnarly That was gorgeous. How's it going there, buddy? And I'm the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am the Duke of Derps, also known as Bane Duke. Yo, 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 yo. How is it going? Hey, man. That was a good intro. I loved it. We had a good good week of wrestling, Garrett. We did. It was fun. There was lots of stuff. Uh, The revolution is televised. Um, Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, uh, I think we have three new wrestlers to AEW this week yeah basically yeah so this is how we decided we're going to handle this going forward we've kind of done it different ways at different points so when we hear about it we're going to talk about it but we've we've been talking about like gargano and um windham for months even though they're not debuted and they're probably not going to be for the foreseeable future at least and i actually i'm starting to think gargano is actually just going to resign um but uh just as it gets further and further away it just seems less likely that he's going to go somewhere else you know um but Anyway, that all aside, I'm just teasing everything up at the top here. Um, uh, there, um, so yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff this week, but I also did the thing because my brain does this thing where it gets stuck on small things. I'm sure they'll come up throughout the show, um, but like this week overall, I thought was pretty good. What did you think? Yeah, I think overall it was it was pretty good, um, and something kind of continuing off that point you were talking about with the new guys. So we'll just talk about this real quick. Buddy Matthews, he debuted. We know that Swerve himself, uh, a fightful report broke that he is signing with AEW and Swerve himself um, made that official. So we will yeah. talk about Swerve. And then Jeff Hardy was being recorded and was talking about, yeah, he's on his way to AEW and he's excited and nervous. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, by the way, all three guys, I mean, like the Nick Wayne video, the the um, like the Jeff Hardy being teased for a while now. And you listen to every interview and he's been kind of teasing it for a while, you know, um, you know, it's it, when these rumors come up, guys, we're going to talk about them. It's just the way that it is. Um, yeah. Dirt sheets is the way of the world, unfortunately, with wrestling news, because when you watch a scripted sport, you are going to have to rely on. Uh, working yeah, we're gonna run into, into a shoot sometimes, you know, like it just yeah. happens, unfortunately, especially with AEW because they try so hard to blur the lines, it makes it difficult to know what's real sometimes, you know. Um, which is so, pretty sweet, so I guess which is a good which is a reflection of how the product is good. And people that are gonna be like, well, no, it actually isn't, it's like, shut up, anyway. Um, yeah. dude, wrestling Twitter's been pissing me off lately. I might be, I might be taking heads today, but um, right. hey man, that's the way it is. So, I guess let's start off with our uh, with our favorites of the week. Um, I'm not well, actually, sure. we missed a little bit of housekeeping at the top, oh, so let me oh, just yeah. take care of that really quickly. I, I forgot. I got distracted. I do that things. I do this every couple of weeks on the intro where I just get a little distracted and talking about the week in wrestling because there's a lot of good stuff that happens sometimes, you know? But anyway, just before we get started, uh, there's a couple of things. So you can uh, follow us both on Twitter. You can follow me at Bane Duke. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E. Hey, you can follow Charlie at oh, Charlie with an X instead of an A. So, um... Yeah, and you can also find us on the Vasoki Entertainment YouTube channel. We have a podcast called the VE Movie News. We review everything that comes out lately, and uh, I'm just being a lazy bitch and not watching Peacemaker for some reason. Um, <laughs> and that'll be coming at some point, I think. Um, hey, uh, the good if, news is we got Moon Knight at the end of the month, so that'll yeah, be I'll fun. definitely be watching Moon Knight, so you guys will get like, probably yeah, we'll, weekly we'll or at least weekly bi-weekly reviews of that or something. We'll that, do something That'll be that. fun. 
because now that I know that's coming soon, okay, I can actually pay attention to it. I just literally didn't pay attention to anything that was coming out the last few months because I was just like, I'm done, bro. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> except for wrestling, I was watching wrestling, I guess. But anyway, um, but yeah, and you can so also really find uh, Big Brother coverage right now. Um, but actually, is that just over now, or like, how is that? Where's that? At? Yes, we do. We did have a winner, so uh, Big Brother okay. is. I I still have to just go watch it if you missed it. So. Yeah, I'm still gonna toss it around with with the the other guys we do the channel with, and we'll see if we're gonna do Big Brother Canada. It's it's a little hard because you need the VPN, you need all this, and it's just yeah, it's that it's might not be, but ass, definitely so. when Big Brother itself is back for sure. Correct uh, coverage of that, and also we'll I assume you guys are doing some other stuff over there as well. Um, and yeah, anyway, so you can follow that on Vasoki Entertainment on YouTube. So well, not at Vasoki Entertainment, but you can find it Vasoki Entertainment. I believe it is V I S O K I I entertainment all right yes and sir. i took fucking two minutes to talk about other shit all right cool anyway um <laughs> hey that is burning podcast time here let's go all right so, so let's I'm get thinking... into our favorites this week we actually did not pre-discuss this at all which is unlike us that is um, true so I, we I... didn't even talk about what matches we like overall this is gonna be an interesting show we don't actually have any idea what so each other our, thought I'll of let, this week. i'll let you go first i'm gonna let you you <laughs> pick your favorite first all right, this is tough because I like. There's a couple of matches that I really like this week. There's a good um, four on off the top of my head. I was like, I wouldn't mind yeah. taking them. So, um, what you got? So, okay, so well, there's also some segments that I really like this week too. That's the other thing. Like, yep. Oh, it's, uh, it's, example, uh, you know what? It's, Dan- it's Danielson versus Garcia. It has okay, to I, that's what I was hovering over. I thought <laughs> what I thought you might pick. Yeah, we were talking earlier. You were saying so from from step one of this match, the crowd was into it, I feel like. Um, Yes. And I remember the first thing that popped in my head while watching this was like every lockup and every transition from like the clinch down to like the, you know, the other wrestling like um, holds and stuff like that, whatever you want to call it, like the chain wrestling is what I usually like to refer to it as because what I think it's called in like some of the WWE games, you know, Um, yeah, yeah, the chain wrestling. Yeah, and and it was so smooth and like the transitions. You know what this reminded me of, dude? This was like a freaking Ring of Honor match. Like I could like a tr- like if we were to flip on Ring of Honor from 2003 and just watch a match. Yes. It would be like if they were sh- they, they would have shaken hands at the beginning of this match and they would have wrestled for like an hour. You know, like Which brings up um, the question, was Danny Garcia alive in 2003? Oh my Christ. <laughs> wait no yeah he's at least 20 something right yeah yeah it looks like he's 23 oh so. shit it's like 20 22 though so he no. was barely alive no yo oh my god jeez. Oh, yeah but- anyway um so yeah anyway um garcia looked awesome in this match um and then it led into some of my favorite post-match setup for the pre-revolution stuff with danielson versus uh moxley being like 100 confirmed to be a match and uh which is like my mind is just exploding with the possibilities for that match but it's gonna be unreal. um this match was just really great like they got the time that they needed they i i because the way they teased it i thought maybe this was going to open the show but maybe they changed that like last second or something um but yeah this match i don't know like i it, there was so much like fun stuff like there was it, it felt like a like that old like when ring of honor was getting a lot of new japan guys in, and so they started booking their talent a little bit more ring like more brutal sort of striking style plus there was a, like a lot of that on the indie scene at the time anyway you know yeah. um I, I just think that it's uh, it's one of my favorite things that i've had um the pleasure of seeing on AEW television and and i would agree and i think 
just I'm going to talk big picture here. I think this was in 15 years. We'll look back on this and be like, that was the greatest technical wrestler of all time in Brian Danielson facing the current best in Daniel Garcia and just two of the all time greats at just wrestling. And this is going to be a match people look back on in 15 years and be like, that actually happened? Like these guys come around. They just the same gave path. that away on a random episode of Dynamite for no reason at all yep. because the ratings were a it's bit like down. For like years when Punk went away, I remember this. For years when Punk went away, people would go back and realize, wait, Punk and Brian Brian Danielson had a match, and it's just it was a, just a raw main event, I believe. So this is a Dynamite main event. People people like now go back and realize that Punk and Danielson had like a match in Ring of Honor. What like yeah? So it's just it's little things, and it's like. It's Back when Ring of Honor cool. was filmed in, like, you know, armories, like... <laughs> this, I just, I love Danielson's character right now, man. Between this, uh, Moriarty the week before, and, like, uh, it's just so beautiful. This, if, this probably would have been my favorite. Um, Yo, can I ask it, you a question? Can you name a bad match that Danielson has had since he's been in the company? No. Anything under, like, four stars? Dan, he's just proving why he's he's gonna he is the best wrestler. in our opinion by the way because we like what to us is like a yeah. four star match is a little bit different because we watched so many damn matches on NXT over the like last like several years while it was still good like and uh, you know like so we have this sort of like rating system in our head like yeah and I just I think I think it is one of those things that Danielson I mean look this is just me talking big picture you can't look at anything in a vacuum but I do think he will will be known as like. He's going to be the new GOAT. Like, he, not he is, he's going to be the Tom Brady of wrestling, man. He, he truly be. is the best. And I'm just glad he's out here now and is able to wrestle like Brian Daniels. Would he be the first person to win both world titles? Oh, no, Moxley, right? Yep, Moxley won them both, and Jericho won them both. So. Oh, J- well, Jericho. Well, fuck Jericho. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was a great match. Um, I'll hop into mine. And, Garrett, I'm going to take us over to Rampage. And I think <laughs> Rampage... We open the night. We always talk about bookending these shows. We open the night with an outstanding match. And Garrett, I'm going to say it. We closed it with an even better match. Um, the face of the revolution ladder match qualifier between Orange Cassidy and Anthony Bowens oh. in the main event of Rampage is my favorite this week. So we get started off. We have Max Caster doing his thing. We all love Max Caster. He hits Orange Cassidy with a... <laughs> Sting that they have to be boys for him to say, <laughs> and then it pretty much we're, <laughs> everyone thinks Orange Cassidy's gonna rap, and then he he starts doing Orange Cassidy things, dodging people, doing a kick up with a one hand on the Word mic to your mother, <laughs> one hand on the mic and one hand in his shorts, and he hits them with the word to your mother. <laughs> the first time he did it was better because he hit like a whole like bunch. I think he hit a bunch more moves like in short time, but like it was still funny this time because it was another episode of a dark. I think when he did it before and yeah. um, and this, this was just, this was just so much fun, man. This match had no business being as good as it was. I mean, it had every bit is business of being because it's Anthony. Dude, they said it during the match on commentary. Anthony Bowens is one of the most underrated wrestlers in AEW as a singles guy. Like. He could be a single star. Him and Max Caster could both individually be like on their own. It's just that because Bowens is actually great at oh, cutting man. promos. Like when those guys win the titles, that's gonna be it, dude. That's it's gonna, gonna be, be glorious, dude. Oh title reign. But that is gonna be like because they're gonna I be think, on the show every week. Because there's no way you don't have a guy like Max Caster cutting promos on everybody on the roster just every week when they're champions. Like oh yeah, and I think 
these guys just had unbelievable chemistry together. Um, we get our Dan Housen spot, and he's rocking a new jacket, which it only confirms my theory he's going to be teamed up with Britt Baker. Um, yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't just make sense. It just does. He's collecting teeth, dude. Oh, man. When Britt Baker eventually goes face, I could see it. But no, I just want to re- reiterate the chemistry these guys had. Unbelievable. There was big spots. The match itself just came off so well. And I think, you know, we, we've had open discussions about, like you said, wrestling Twitter, kind of really yeah. bashing Orange Cassidy really hard the past couple weeks. Yeah. Go ahead and bash him after this. because They will. This guy, he knows his gimmick. And he, They're brain dead. They're brain dead. Yeah, enough. exactly. Will. He knows his gimmick and he plays <laughs> it perfectly. And I loved it, man. I really did. And yeah, I mean, that's Orange Cassidy won, just like Danielson won earlier. And he's in the face of the Revolution ladder match. And my God, Garrett, we're going to discuss Revolution predictions next week. But It's going to be fun. I'm getting more and more excited for it. So before we jump into the rest of the show, we were kind of thinking, because it technically is news, we're just going to give a couple of, something we've liked to do with the new AEW guys is kind of throw just a match out there. Usually if it was one guy, we'd probably throw like three potential, like dream, I I don't want to say dream match, but I guess you can call it that, dream matches for the characters. And since there's three different guys, we're just going to do like one match each that comes to the top of our heads. Whereas if it was just, if it was just Buddy this week, we could pick three of Buddy each and it'd be, you know. I could pick nine of Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Buddy just, versus the whole roster at once in a stadium stampede. Let's, match. let's start with Buddy. And so just real quick, let's, uh, let's kind of talk about where did, where did you meet Buddy, Buddy Matthews now? When did you meet him? And you like, when, when, when does your love for this guy go back to? Um, I actually didn't actually see anything of this guy until he was on Raw. Um, I had heard about him from you guys, but I hadn't watched 205 Live consistently at any point. So, um, him and Mustafa Ali had the match of 205 Live. I, I just knew he was good because I think I had seen something of him from the indie scene, maybe, or just heard about him. Um, you know who else thought he was was really good? And this well, maybe notice this guy was him though. Like he was just yes. he stood out in all the segments that I saw him in, um, like Rollins' disciple and his matches with Rey Mysterio. And oh my and- gosh, that was such a fun time! Like, dude, there was a random Raw match where I think him and Mysterio just like randomly just were like, "Yeah, let's just go have a fun match, bro." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Let's go. And do then it. like the next week, there was a tag match with him and Dominic versus Rollins and but Matt Murphy. And it was like, dude, yeah. So for me, it goes back to uh, Blake and Murphy. Wesley Blake. Actually, to be fair, that was when I noticed him because yep, Wesley, I came into NXT right after that tag team got broken up. Um, first ever episode of NXT I watched was the Brooklyn pay-per-view where those guys lost the titles. So it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm we're both big fans of him. I love the name Buddy Matthews. Um, I watched... When he first went on the uh, independent scene from leaving WWE, I watched his match against Aleister Black, and I fucking loved it. Malachi Black now. I loved it. It was just some house show. There's like 20 people in the crowd. It's on YouTube. If you guys get, if you guys are like, what? This exists? Yes. There's no one there. It's basically empty. And they just went out there and killed it. Um. So I'll throw out my match first in the 
I originally wrote down Buddy Matthews versus Keith Lee, but the one that comes to my brain immediately is Buddy Matthews versus Kenny Omega. And I just Bruh. think <laughs> the style that these two have would just work together so well. And I could see Kenny being the one that makes Buddy Matthews the star that could be the main inventor that we all know he has the potential to be. Because he's got the look. There's no denying that. Oh, yeah. His presentation's there. He's got the look, and he's got the damn wrestling ability. So how about you, Garrett? What, what match comes to you for Buddy? Um, I was thinking of uh, Daniel Garcia, um, especially because Daniel Garcia um, – like he he just came off a huge match with uh Danielson. He's going to need somebody to feud with for a while. Buddy Matthews is going to need someone to feud with to start up his run, and we know that Garcia doesn't really take any damage to his reputation from losses at all it seems, meaning like literally none. Lost to Eddie Kingston like twice in 2 weeks and like he's still like a top guy basically, like you yeah. know like it's incredible. Like I don't know how this kid does it, but it's it's crazy. Um that's why he's a pillar, by the way, guys, because, like, he, he just is, like, anyway. Um, yeah, and we, we got to do an episode where we actually break down, like, our pillars and, like, maybe we, like, do, like, different groups of I'm pillars, down. like, tag we, team pillars. One of those and, like, weeks we'll just women, roundly the do women two. pillars of AEW, because I could tell you who my four pillars of the women's division are right now. Yeah, so um, that, that is something I could definitely see us doing. Um, so let's let's jump into, uh, let's jump into Shane, Mr. Shane Swerve Strickland. I don't know what name he's going to go by. He might just yeah, I don't know. It'll swerve. be interesting to see what they go with that. I hope it's just Swerve, not just Swerve, but like Swerve Strickland or something yeah, like that. I'm like, cool with that. Something. So when you when you think of him, what match what match comes to your mind? Uh oh, geez. Um, uh, his match in the tournament on NXT against I believe it was Damian Priest. Um, Ooh, okay. I think that's who it was. I could be wrong. Whoever he lost to, uh, maybe it was no, Jonah. Yeah. Actually, it might have been Jonah. Um, <clears throat> oh God. That's another guy, dude. I, what a guy! What a guy, dude! What a signing for New Japan Strong, bro! What yeah. a signing! That New was Japan such a Strong's looking good. Uh, I'm with you. Anyway, uh, that's the match that comes to mind um, because I think that was the first time I'd seen him. I'd heard of him actually on the indie scene. I just didn't know much of it. You, you hear about guys, but you didn't like. You don't see them necessarily per se. But um, yeah, that was that's the match that comes to mind for me. Um, so who do you have him? Let, let, let's switch it up because I went. You, you, I think you went to me. No, you went first last time actually with the first one, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, that doesn't really matter. I see him going against Sammy Guevara, <clears throat> especially if Sammy were to like. I have it in my head as him versus Sammy for the championship. Um, uh, because, in the debut match. Yeah. And, oh man. Well, I mean, Jay Lethal did that. Let's be real. Yeah. Like, no. So, I mean, it would be awesome. So we could do that with with somebody like Swerve, but. Um, uh, yeah, I would love to see it, and you know, fuck it. If you're feeling, if you're feeling froggy, Tony Khan, fucking do it. Put a title on him. You know what I mean? Like, you want to, you want to get him over with people that might not be too familiar. There you go. Put the belt on him. It doesn't necessarily going to work, but I just, I would love it. He deserves it. But anyway, um, yeah, Sammy Guevara, go ahead. For me, uh, I love the Hit Row gimmick. We put, I put that over pretty heavy. Um, when Hit Row was fired, and I was pretty sad about that, but. My, my when I think of Shane, the match I think of is him versus Matt Riddle for the MLG World Championship. It was the first ever time I watched MLG or MLW wrestling, and that was the first ever time I watched it. And I was like, "Who is this guy? Who was? Because I'd heard of Riddle because he did the Fightful show. Or was it Wrestling Inc. Then God, I don't even know. 
It was one of them. Something. So for him, I want to see him come here, and I want to see him. I want to see Swerve Strickland versus Brian Danielson. What a match! Show off his talent to the world. <laughs> like how beautiful would that be? So Garrett, I, I have a a little angle I'm going to pitch to you for Swerve. It's okay. going to make a lot of sense as soon as I say it. Okay. I think Swerve needs to either join or, if he does his own group here, recruit Dante Martin. So I either want him to join Dante in that group, finalize the group, or he recruits Dante and they become a duo. Bro, the trios team of of Swerve and Top Flight, bro. That's what I'm saying. Bro. Jay Lethal and and the and Seidel and more. I just see Moriarty them as the other three. Oh my dude, bro. Yeah. So Bruh. I still <laughs> want Jay Lethal involved in that somehow. By the way, I don't know why. I just do. And then for Jeff Hardy, my match is simple. Uh, I just I could see their styles together being perfect, and that's Jeff Hardy versus Phoenix. I I think that is a, a true actual dream match. I love Jeff Hardy. I love Phoenix, and I love their styles. Um, yeah, you had a great Jeff Hardy angle. <laughs> yeah, my angle for Jeff Hardy is a little, a little ambitious, but man, would it be incredible if we could get Jeff Hardy as the Willow um, versus Darby Allen and like full, like, like possessed Darby, ready to kill mode. You know, like, um, I think that would be incredible. Um, the story you could tell there of multiple generations of daredevil thrill seekers and just not caring about your own health for the, the sake of being incredibly like, uh, you know, telling incredible stories in the ring, um, with your, with the style of wrestling that you do. I just, I Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy needs to happen at some point. I love that so Um, much. (laughs) And it just, it just does like, uh, but I, you know, imagine, and, and, and that doesn't even need to be on a pay-per-view that could sell your episode, your special episode of dynamite, you know, like, um, Oh God, it could be so good. Yeah. I think Jeff is going to be cool when he, I, I, I've gotten you at first. I wasn't like really feeling, I'm like, ah, really? But as we'll kind of get into it, it's, it makes sense with what they're doing now. And, let, let's get a last Hardy Boys run. It's been a few years, man. I feel like they, they tried it and like they stuck with it a little too long in the WWE version. Like They just didn't do enough with it to change it up from like old school stuff. Exactly. And then, and then they, they broke them off so quick. And it, or, yeah. Well, it felt quick, I guess, when they did it. Yeah. So let's, uh real quick, let's give people the dark results. Dark and dark elevation this week. Um, I'm going to go first with dark elevation. We're switching it up a little bit. Dark elevation, we had 50 wrestlers in action. It's kind of funny for episode 51. Noise. Um, starting us off, we had Red Velvet, Ty Conti, and Anna Jay defeating three uh, enhancement talents. Uh, lots of kicks in this match. Yeah, lots of, lots of kicks. Angela Risk, Garrett. She's, is uh, it Angelica Angelica. Risk or is it? Angelica I, Risk, yep. Oh, okay. And she, uh, again, I mean, hey, I we're noticing her a lot. That's all I'm saying. But uh, Jay got the Queen Slayer on Alexander to get the submission for her team. Mm-hmm. We had a 10-man tag of a team that I love. It might be my, my new favorite 10-man tag. That's 2.0, Daniel Garcia and the Ass Boys. Yes. <laughs> um, the Heels dominated this 10-man, and uh, Garcia ended up getting the Scorpion Deathlock for the win. I think it just looks so brutal when he locks it in. I don't know why. Wow. It's it's beautiful. 
Caitlin Alexis debuts for AEW facing the Bunny and the Bunny Squasher. Yep. Uh, I like this vicious version of the Bunny. Although every time she does this, she loses, so I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, it, we're getting back to that old joke of uh, the AHFO will win on dark and lose on the shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> it proved true this week. Andrade, yep. private party in the Butcher and the Blade. It was lovely seeing Andrade out there facing Char- uh, Sean yes. Dean, Charlie Bravo, Jameson Ryan, Baron Black, and Chandler Hopkins. Garrett, Charlie Bravo. Car- I get scro- I get thrown off because Mark Henry keeps calling him Charlie Bravo, but it's Carly Bravo. Yes. Um, Carly Bravo. <laughs> it's a ticking clock, right? He- he's your next Daniel Garcia. He's your next Adante Martin in the sense of he's just going to debut as an enhancement talent. Lee Moriarty, for example, he's, he's an enhancement talent that gets over that Tony's just like, you know what? I want you with us. I mean, he's been booking him as like Dean's tag partner. Exactly. For a while right now. Like it's, it's gotta be a done deal that those two are going to make a tag run at some point, you know? And like, after the match, uh, Matt Hardy appeared on the ramp and looked happy for what just happened. He had been disappointed recently with uh, private parties outings. So what happened here was actually really interesting. At the end of this match, Andrade won the match with his move oh, yeah, and tagged right. in Isaiah Cassidy to get the W. Mm. So the seed so we've been talking for months now about the small seed well not months, but like weeks now, about the small seeds being planted about the dissension between private party and Matt Hardy. And we I suggested a little while ago when they first started inserting Andrade in that I thought like a hostile takeover of the AHFOs was kind of what they were going for. Like he's slowly like taking over the whole group and he just a team that's been getting some losses lately in big spots. He just gave a win to that's an incredible seed planted. And I think it's why they had Matt walk out because they wanted us to know that he's like watching this, you know, he's take. Yep. So this could be building up to Andrade versus Matt Hardy. Um, at some point, I'm maybe cool. for the control of the AHFOs, like from Blake, you know, like give it to me. And then maybe he can, Andrade can win. And that's when Hardy can go off and recruit Jeff as his tag. And we can get a brand new look at HFO or Andrade family, you know, whatever they'll change. the Or name. maybe instead of we getting us Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, we get Jeff Hardy, Darby Allen, Sting and Matt Hardy versus the AHFO or the, a- the AFO or whatever they turn yes. into like the Andrade, the Andrade people, you know? We had a couple quick uh, squash matches. Ruby Soho picks up a quick victory. Lance Archer doing Lance Archer things. I'm sure we'll probably see that on uh, Sammy Guevara's vlog. If you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, Nala Rose, Layla Hirsch, and Emi Sakura defeat Sky Blue, AQA, and Kiara Hogan. So all signed talent in a six-woman tag. Um, wasn't there, like, am I crazy? Wasn't there a Lance Archer match in there somewhere? Like yeah, a Ruby yeah. Soho match? Yeah, defeated. Yeah. Soho and Archer defeated a quick, ju- quick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought it was funny because Lance Archer rolled a guy to the ring again. <laughs> yeah, AQA uh, looked awesome. I, I actually liked that team. It was kind of so. Cool. Actually, after this match, I guess Kiera Hogan must be signed because they did one of the songs for her. Yep. Yes, Kiera Hogan is signed. Okay, I wasn't sure because like I, they have her on and off like consistent. Like it's not consistent. You know what I mean? Like then they don't ever have. Has she been on TV since? It's been a little like, bit. Made fun of her name. Like. What they're doing with the dark is is genius in the sense of if they are getting over enough, they're Tony's signing them, and then they're kind of like quietly working at the Nightmare Factory. And yeah, that makes sense. Improving until probably until they're ready to get a get a spot, or as more people leave, more spots will open. Right. Yeah, that's speaking fair. of people leaving, I forgot to throw this in the news. It sounds like Brian Cage is back. So speaking broke- of people that are still with the company, 
Freaking Peter Avalon. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal, Matt Seidel, Frankie Kazarian, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson defeated. What a team. Yeah. Chaos Project and the Wingmen, which consisted of Peter, Peter Avalon, Cesar Bononi, and J.D. Drake. I like seeing Bononi back, but uh, why wasn't our guy Nemeth wrestling? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. He was just chilling. I don't know. It was weird. But you were you were saying uh, Lee and Brock, man. I mean, it's it's nice to see them picking up a win. Yeah, I feel like there's there's more there than they let them get. Like they actually get to do, and I just don't know like when when like when it's when we're happen. actually gonna get a chance to see what like what Brock Anderson is really capable of because we know what Shoddy Lee can do. His high flying stuff is like hard to hide, you know, like. But like Brock, I feel like there's more there, you know. Like so, lots of multi man action. This was quick. It was, you know, it, it was it was solid. Lots of multi man action. See. So One, Garrett, take two, us through. Uh, take us through dark. Three, four, five, four tag, like five multi man tag matches. Whew. Anyway, um. Uh, yeah, so on Dark Episode 131, we had uh, the opening match was the Varsity Blondes taking on a uh, job team. Um, and so, by the way, Guillermo Rosas, or however you say it, uh, that guy, interesting look. Anyway. Um, Not a look. <laughs> and I, I liked his spirit. But anyway, um, yeah, Brian Pillman Jr., I think, got most of the stuff in this match. Uh and Griff Garrison was there, um, and they just got the W. And they did a cool combo of moves. Everybody gets this like little cool combo of, of moves as a tag team. Like there's one that Santana and Ortiz do. There's a couple that some other people do. This is cool. Do some cool moves. All right. Agreed. Um, we had the Wingmen, which is what I was talking about. We had Peter Avalon, JD Drake, Caesar Benoni, mm-hmm. and Ryan Nemeth in action. Um, it's even weirder that they had didn't have Nemeth wrestle, like. Because then they did. I don't know. Anyway, um, but whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, they got a they got a quick, a pretty quick squash. I want to say like, um, but yeah. I mean, the wingmen are just like in a weird spot, and it's why why Peter Avalon's contract obviously was up in the air for a little bit there. Like we weren't sure. Obviously, if he's still there now, unless he's just finishing up dates. I think he's probably staying. Yeah, no idea. He wasn't right? on for a little bit, right? So we presume that's when they were maybe negotiating or something. I don't know, but um, or maybe he is just going to walk out. I have no idea, but uh, it doesn't really matter, I guess, because they don't win matches. So, um, Sky Blue, Sky Blue got a squash um, against some random talent. Uh, book more women, Tony. All right. Was there any women like actually in a match like really like this week on actual proper television? Am I crazy? Yeah, th- Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah, Jade had a match. She had a match. Yeah, Andrew. Oh, but besides the title match though, was there anything? Yeah, just the Serena Deep stuff on Rampage, I think. Yeah, does that really? I guess that counts. Whatever. Anyway, um, still book more. Anyway, uh, Camarado got a squash. Just fucking that finisher is just so brutal. Uh, ten. Got to get to squash. Negative one is so fun to see on TV, man. I guess it's not TV, but I, I yeah. like seeing negative one. Um, you know, negative one almost actually it's like, at the opening of this match. Negative one like pushed the dude's face, and like then the dude threatened to hit until he gave him one. Like I'm like, hey, bro, you're, you're a heel forever now. You'll never be a good guy. How dare! All right, half Nelson for the win. How uh, dare you? Had a Fuego del squash. Uh, David Ali seemed interesting. I, he yeah. botched Squago's finish, but I mean, 
other than that, he looked interesting. Um, I just like to point out when the jobbers seem interesting to me. And then uh, in the main event, we had uh, Matt Sadale taking on Serpentico. Man, this was boring. I was not into this match. You know, and both guys, I, I was talking to you about this before the show. Um, both guys are good wrestlers, in my opinion. Just neither of them were like, I don't know, into this match, it felt like. So it wasn't clicking on all cylinders. And I just wasn't into it. So yeah, Sidell picks up the win. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, that was uh, yeah. episode 151 of Dark. Or sorry, thirty one of Dark. Yeah, with 150, yeah, we're 20 episodes in the future. Anyway. Um, and we'll, all right, let's hop into Dynamite then. And Dynamite kicks off with our tag team champs making their way down to the ring to view the match. And it's the, uh, what is this, 10-team tag team battle royale? Young Bucks, FTR, 2.0, Private Party, Dark Order, Red Dragon, Best Friends, Gun Club, The Butcher and the Blade, and Pride and Powerful. I, right. I feel like no surprise here with the winner being Red Dragon. We are kind of assuming these guys are going to get a little bit success here because they haven't had any yet. They've they've been debuted and they haven't uh, really done anything for the tag team championships yet. So I, it made sense to me that they would be in this title match one way or the other. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anything else kind of stick out to you throughout the course of this match? Um, throughout the course of the match, I thought it was an interesting concept uh, for like a battle royal tag team because like they've never really done those well historically. Um, I like that both members had to get eliminated. I've always thought it was stupid that one member could Agreed. get eliminated and the team could be out um, because it's just really silly looking in the ring. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, I, Matt Jackson, and John Silver are final three. Yeah, I I like and it's I like yeah I like that they used that instead of just making that the rule. They used that to their advantage instead of having two of one team in there to like you know make the odds uneven, which a lot of people would have done even with regular like, unleashing the rules like that. You know. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, and it led to, uh, Adam Page coming out, right? Yeah. Uh, basically Kyle O'Reilly just, uh, kind of scumbags, Matt Jackson, like double, double crosses him to get the victory. And, you know, Nick gets all pissed off. Cause I mean, it's so clear that those guys have some serious tension and it's all because of Adam Cole and, you know, they want to. In gimmick world, they want to be like, you know, they all want to be. You know what I was just thinking, man? I just realized something. Everyone thinks that, like, as soon as Kenny's back, we're going to get Kenny and Bucks versus Adam Cole and, or that'll be an option down the road at least, right? Yeah. And Red Dragon. So, like, I, but you know what the thing is? They, in storyline, the Bucks allowed Hangman to hit the Lariat. So he's going to have a problem with them, too. Yeah, so... Or at least he should, if booking makes any sense at all. No, agreed, agreed, so... Something to keep in the back of your minds when Kenny comes back, everybody. But yeah, this was a perfectly fine match. I mean, these 10-man things get a little gimmicky. I'm more excited for next week's being the... uh, Yeah, the the casino variant. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just make them both that, if they were going to do two, or just do a different qualifier or some kind. Easy ways to get matches on each. Here's what you could have done. People probably would have been like, eh, this is so lame. You could have taken the last three teams, and the last two teams that didn't win, like whoever was in, just have them do a match next week for the last spot. But like, 
because hey, then you could still get bucks in that way. You know what I mean? Like, um, which was what we're assuming, right? Like, yes. Yeah. So I think everyone's assuming young bucks and red dragon, and then somehow their, their inability to like coexist for one of them to win the title will result in a retain. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, oh, gr- Hey man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're going to be on the same page talking about that. Uh- <laughs> that's just a pre-prediction like thought. Things on Dynamite could happen that change my mind about that. Yeah. Um, like if, if Pride and Powerful win next week? So, or, yeah, somebody could win. If those guys yeah, win, I'm thinking they win the titles. That, that, that's a pre-prediction prediction for you. Hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> if those guys are in that title match, I got them winning. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Bucks. That's just what everyone's um, thinking. Let's see. So we kind of talked about that. Yeah, Adam Cole, uh, Hangman after the match. And it'll be a Buckshot Lariat that is the sound of the boom. That match is going to kick ass. I mean... Kyle O'Reilly got killed by a buckshot. Um, oh, yeah, he went limp. So bro, Adam Cole was like, are you okay? And he was like, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's all limp. Uh, backstage, we get Tony Schiavone and Brian Danielson. Tony asks Brian about Daniel Garcia. And Brian says Daniel reminds him of himself. And while Daniel's an excellent technician, he hangs around the idiots 2.0. Brian turns his attention to Moxley. And Moxley told him before they team together, they must bleed together. He'll get his answer tonight. Tonight, we head back to commercial break. Do you think 2.0 are idiots? Um, I think that I think that Daniel Garcia's uh, outgrown them at this point. I think it's what okay. it is. You know, I, I they, I, they I, could be a successful team. I think they just need to figure out what their gimmick is and like what their I ring style that, is. I think Matt Lee can be can be seen as serious, but we'll see. I mean, Daniel Garcia. Jeff Parker's got to get a new line besides get a taste, though. He's got to yeah. get a new one. <laughs> get a taste. Back from the break, MJF makes his way down to the ring. Garrett, this was uh, a different side of MJF. There was, this was emotional. Bro, I mean, this, is, this might be the promo of the year. Basically, long story short, without talking about the entire promo, he, MJF was kind of saying professional wrestling is his life. CM Punk as a kid meant everything to him. And that MJF was, you know pretty we had a rough school being like one of the only Jewish kids and kids used to really rip on him and he'd go home and cry a lot and meeting CM Punk at the audio wow autograph signing meant everything to him and he promised himself he's going to follow in Punk's footsteps and was going to be the best in the world and in December 2013 he dropped football to become a professional wrestler which is true he did do that and when he did that, he posted a picture on his Facebook of CM Punk and Brian Danielson shaking hands uh, with the WrestleMania sign in the background. Everyone knows. You probably know what I, that iconic photo I'm talking about. So MGF, that was a real promo. That was real stuff. CM Punk just kind of comes out and is like, is it true? Is this true? And, and like you said, MGF's getting super emotional. He is crying. Garrett, being uh, the movie buffs whatever you want to call it, cinephiles that we are. I see the talent that MJF has, and I'm like, man, this guy is going to make something. Oh, he's going to be an actor. In he's, Hollywood. He's going to be, like, working. He'll, he, you know what he'll do? He'll somehow figure out a way to work a schedule where he's making movies and wrestling still. Like, I could see it. And I'm with you, man. I, I think this, this added a new element to this feud that I, I think the feud needed. This feud's good, but it's gone on for a little bit now. I mean, this thing's been going since fucking Thanksgiving, dude. Yeah, no, and nobody's bored with it either. We're all like, no yeah, this will just go on all year. Another, we're fine. But now we have that new element, and 
Because remember, the talk of this two, three months ago was the winner of this feud's probably going to go on to the world title. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think this is still not over. You know, like, and and especially now that you've added this angle to it. I love Punk's response of, is it true? Because he's like, is this really who you, what the hell happened to you? I always go back to MJF being Cody Rhodes' best friend character. That was such a great character for him. And then talking shit to Brandy. Oh my God, some of those BTE episodes. Like the one where Brandy's holding the dog. I believe he calls it a dilapidated toothless gremlin. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything else from this promo uh, stick out to you? I mean, I, I loved it. Um, MJF just has a like, really great way to, of telling a story on a mic that nobody really else, I don't think, in wrestling has ever had. Um, in, in the way that he does it. I mean, like, I don't mean that, like, there's never been a promo guy. Like, look, obviously, there's been good promo guys over the years, right? But, like, MJF, to me, has, like, a different style than everybody else. He just talks to you, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that um, I'm trying to think what stood out specifically. I mean, the whole story is just kind of really compelling because it's, like, you can tell that he just sat down and, like, kind of reflected on his life a little bit, you know? Um, Agreed. It came off very well, too. Like, it's the first time I've heard a guy that, like, grew up privileged that, like, was like, bro, I mean, I might have been privileged, but it didn't mean everything was great, you know, and it actually didn't come off, like, in a really bad, like, sort of, like, problematic way, you know, like. Um, and and I'm, I'm sure there's some truth to it. I mean, that's kind of one of my favorite angles in uh, Cobra Kai is that, yeah, I mean, which is so funny because Cobra Kai was on here last week is, it's like, yeah, Johnny Lawrence grew up in the in the mansion in 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 the hills but his stepfather hated him and made treated him like shit and his his sensei hated him and treated him like shit it's like i don't know that Ed, this was such a, a real promo right yes there's something i mean I, you know it's like hey it's cool house of black malachi black and brody king versus Pac and penta oscuro so they are cuz cha- they probably can't do pentagon dark so he's going with penta oscuro i love it he looked great. Yes. I know you loved how Alex looked. Come on now. Oh. That was good stuff. I love how Alex is just so committed to everything. It's great. That That is such a great word for it. He is so committed to it, and I fucking respect that so much. Um, oh God, I mean, what, what can I say about these four guys in the ring that everyone already doesn't know? I mean, this was a <laughs> – this was they can run this match for the next eight amazing. months. It's, it's going to be great every time, you know. Like this is the talent that this company has now. No shade on AEW in 2019 when they were getting started. No shade at all. But this company has the most elite wrestling talent in the fucking planet now, and it's only getting better each week. Literally. One of the things that occurred to me this week was during this match, and it was that same thought you just had. It's like, man, there's so much talent in this company. Yeah. What sucks is that you go back to two years ago when I wasn't as into the company, right? And it's because a lot of the weird sort of like I wasn't into kind of talent that they weren't pushing in the right way. Like, it's not that I wouldn't have been into those people or those characters. It just didn't do things in the right way, I don't think, you know? Um, and AEW is very different in 2022 than they were in 2020 because a lot of the talent that he believed in early on, Tony Khan's just gonna have to let go now, you know, um, because he just never got them where he needed them to be, and he's not able to for whatever reason. So they have he's got a lot all these of talent. They just didn't have the on. depth that they do now, right? 
And now I they think have they had it. I think it was just the wrong kind of depth. I think they yep. just tried to be, I think they tried to get a unique bit of every part of the wrestling world and it just didn't gel in the way that they thought that it would. Um, and now, now here we are and it's, it's beautiful. And I think this match was perfect. And this is where Buddy Matthews did debut after. Oh, by the way, Pac and Penta got the win. I think. Yes. I loved it. Um, me. I just, I, I just, I love the direction of the Knights of the Black Throne. I really, Pac and Pentoscuro. I, I don't know what the proper pronunciation is that, so I'm going to say it ten different ways until one of them hits. <laughs> but Penta, new character, Alex killed it. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming we're going to get a six man probably, right? No, nah, I mean, maybe that's where. Phoenix returns, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, if Phoenix is ready in time. I mean, he was a pretty gnarly injury. I'm not sure what I mean, the angle like, is for this. I'm just still hoping, which we'll talk about. Yeah, because we Khan. don't have anything for this on Revolution yet, right? So Yeah, so, um, and we know Tony Khan's making an announcement on Monday, which I'll, we'll talk about the quote at the end of the show, but maybe that, uh, yeah, hey, maybe. Um, anything we'll else see. from this match stick out to you? Um, it just was a really good match. I don't know. Like, I just, it, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all we in the conversation say. in my head. You know what I mean? Like, for, for a favorite this week, like back from the break, uh, Eddie Kingston is makes his way down to the ring. He's uh, with Jericho. He's asking the crowd if they're done massaging his ego. Um, I'll just stick out a couple of the quotes here. Jericho thinks that they should talk like grown men and not fight like street thugs. It's pretty much long story short. This is about Jericho saying Eddie, he doesn't respect him and that Eddie is wants to be Chris Jericho, but he isn't. I just love Eddie's persona in the ring here and his care to not give a fuck and him asking for Coney for Coney, him asking for Tony <laughs> to put out Chris Statlander or Willow Nightingale. Garrett, come on, man. I love that. <laughs> I was like, even yeah. King says like book women. See, Willow should be signed hundred percent. She's great. Um, lots of WWE references without saying it. Ah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I mean, I heard it put perfectly kind of by the wrestling observer people. This Go ahead. Week, which was, what was that? It was, it was Kingston and Jericho's promo was Jericho cutting a WWE style promo on Kingston and Kingston cutting an AEW style promo on Jericho. You know what I mean? Like that's fair. It was the, it was the contrast. Jericho was trying to be more sports entertainer and, and Kingston was like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, no, you don't have to do that. I'm going to do that. You do your thing. <laughs> Kingston had you some know? great one liners. I don't know what that is. I got a GED. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jer- Kingston's fantastic. Uh, What's a baby face? That was like that yeah. popped me. I was God. like, "Come on, dude!" I I used to love Chris. I I don't dislike him. I just I feel like every feud he's in, I'm like, "Bruh." Ah, whatever. Um, Kingston has to win this feud, right? Like, oh uh, like, no, Kingston doesn't win matches. Um, like no shit though. The, like he has to win this. If Kingston, yeah, 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 but he won't. It's done. It's it's over. If Kingston loses this, no, like we need to start. He needs to get more of the other crowd over. I thought having a beat Miro and win that title would have done it. He didn't do it. That match would have been, by the way, terrible. I'm sorry. I just had to say it would not have been good. What I I like both guys, but that's why I see that on paper, and it rings to me the same as like. One of those yeah. matches that just looks great on paper, but it just doesn't actually work out for whatever so, reason. So let's uh, – got a couple more matches here on Dynamite. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, I was kind of down on that. I don't know. Kingston, he saved it with one-liners. Ricky Starks versus 10, face the Revolution qualifying match. 10 is the aggressor early and often. Um, just as the match gets going, we go to commercial. We come back. Starks starts taking control. And pretty much Starks gets his mask, spins him around, and nails him with the spear for the one, two, three. And Starks wins. Short, easy. Starks is winning this ladder match, right? If it's not Keith Lee. Uh, I would think because I, I was saying to you My before, God, there's so many people that can win this. That's the thing. It's like um, there was a Money in the Bank match forever ago where they just threw like six, seven people in there that was just like remember and they had the segments on Raw yeah. every week where all of them were on top of ladders and stuff and like it was just incredible t- storytelling because all of them were like incredible. It would have been crazy stories you could have told with all of them for winning, you know, like um, especially at the time. I, I love it. It reminds me know. of that, like where like the person that wins this match. Is going to go on to something incredible, you know. And Ricky um, Starks, he's one of our uh, one of our pillars, Garrett. Um, yes, I know you're excited to see him win this. Uh, the revolution is televised. Ooh, that came over so crisp. That was good. That was crispy. <laughs> uh, backstage, we see Kyle, Bobby, and Adam, Matt, and Nick, and they're kind of like, "Hey, what's going on here, brother?" Matt says it's okay. They have another chance. They're gonna kick the like, hey, brother. Why why are you booking why why are you going into business for yourself there, brother? <laughs> They're gonna beat their ass at Revolution. Bucks walk out and Cole shouts at Fish and O'Reilly they need to get along. I mean, let's be real. I mean, this guy's climbing into bed and emailing pants to John Silver. We know how this ends, bro. It's out Bro, of- when he emailed him his pants on BTE, <laughs> that was my favorite thing of all time. When when he was getting tucked into bed and then it panned over, it, this is it's a hard cam on these guys for like three minutes. The I like that the there. way they're playing it too is that Adam Cole wants to spend time with yes, them, but dude, he can't. I love it. And then this week he was trying to kick him out. And he's like, sorry. Guys. They have to do something on TV once Adam Cole turns face, right? Like, I hope so. We'll we'll see. That's fun. That is my favorite BT thing. Funny enough, um, yeah. Jake Cargill versus the Bunny. All right, I have to become. I have to be the villain for the for this week for a little bit. Um, Cargill show, shows power early. She's kind of beating her ass. Bunny Listen, comes back. no, dude, no, nope. She sucked in the first half of this match. She almost got pinned, dude. Who Cargill? Yes. Are you saying she she was a little? Dude, too did weak you see the referee have to stop? No, I don't remember. I, I could get the moment for you. We, we could pause this really quickly, and I could show you. But like, dude, okay, so she just she kinda... almost lost the championship. I'm not even kidding. Like, Jeez. no, I, I actually must have just missed that. Um, but I think the story of this match was Bunny is good. Like Bunny is not a joke, and. You know, with her recent feuds, I think this is Tony being like, look, we're not going to have you win the title, but you're going to at least give Jade a fight. The second the second half of this match was actually really good. I just yeah. It started really slow, and then once it picked up, it was fine. Once it, it came back like, from the break. When she almost accidentally lost the title, though, I was kind of like, bro. Hey, we give it back from the break. She hits her with the spine buster. Matt Hardy tosses brass knuckles to Bunny, and Cargo gets the title. She blocks it. I mean, dude, I love that shit. She blocked the fucking knuckles punch. Did, that did feel a little WWE where like the two weapons clashed and yeah, like one of them won. I like shouldn't they do equal damage if it's like a video game or something? Essentially, like, yeah. I mean that's, that's what it is, right? It's it's the but, but one of them won, the so like I guess the championship has like plus one to like damage because of like a weight or something. Like I don't know, like and the way Jade sat on the bunny, like um, wouldn't it have not hurt her hand like at all when she punched? I mean, it wouldn't have felt good, but like, nah, bro. I don't know. Anyway, powered by the. Uh, 
the immovable force. What is it? It didn't matter. It was gonna. She was gonna lose anyway, so it didn't matter. But <laughs> what is it? The the immovable force meets the unbreakable object or something. <laughs> yeah. <It's> um, <laughs> when a bunny clashes with a jade, uh, it, it doesn't end right. well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was uh, Jade One. I mean, Ty Conti came out right. There's your next it? challenger, I guess. I mean, eh, good for her. Ty Conti gets to lose while she's got momentum again. Yay. All right. Yay. Um, and then we get to our main event, which we already watched. Uh, Double or Nothing is May 29th at Vegas. So that'll be a big show. That'll be fun. Three night event, apparently. They're going to do three nights in Vegas. That'll be, that'll be yeah. interesting. So that'll be cool. Uh, Jim um, Ross bankrupt uh, Tony Schiavone in gambling. All right. Um, and over under, in or thumbs up, thumbs down world, Garrett, I have to give Dynamite a thumbs up because, my God, that main event. thumbs up. Yeah, that, that main event would, itself would be a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into Rampage. And earlier I kind of teased, hey, it bookended very well. And Garrett, I mean, Sammy Guevara's TNT championship matches. It just continues. I I think him and Andrade, I don't think this is going to be the best match these guys are going to have. No, not even close. But I think I got a taste of what they could do against each other. Got a little taste. And it could be great. And I think Andrade just... uh I don't know. I wasn't expecting him to win, but I think the couple of the main things here are Andrade just uh, – it was setting up the six-man tag at the end, right? So anything, yeah. anything from this match stick out to you at all? Um, I liked it. It was, like, really fun. There was a lot of – there was a couple of Spanish flies. I put Spanish fly city in my fucking uh, – uh, in my notes. Like, it, it was yeah. just a really good match. I, I really want to see where – I'm not sure how Tornado Trios is going to work, but it'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but interesting stipulation, for sure. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be cool. I mean, it, But the match itself was really good. Like, I just didn't expect... I was with you. I didn't expect it to change hands. Sammy just got the championship back. Like, I fucked um, up that saying earlier. It's the immovable object and the unstoppable force. Yes. That's what it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. After the match, QT Marshall comes out calling out Hook. This did not end well. Um, Hook just walks out and beats the shit out of his uh, students, right? Yeah, he just beat up some stooges. Um, do you want to run stooges. that? Uh, do, uh, so, Gary, you think this guy's going to have a match at Revolution? I think they're having a pre-show match at Revolution. Um, Ooh, spicy. I, I think they're on the rampage the night before. Possibly. I mean, I really I would rather uh, see Hook be on the pay-per-view in some way, though. Like, even if it's not on the show. Like, fuck it. Just make it a match on the show. I mean, how many matches are we at at this point? I, you fuck know, it. Here's how I do it. Here, I would have them, since they're going to record Dark before it, the Dark Elevation for the week after before it. There you go. But Hook's Hook. not wrestled on Dark at all. That's he the hasn't, problem, but I, I think you could run Hook versus... Uh, who's out of the... Uh, Luther, right? Chaos Project, the other guy? So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some guys he could wrestle on. I dark. think Hook I just... wrestles on Rampage against Marshall and then is it Marshall or Marshall? I I, 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 I hear it pronounced both ways. I think it's Marshall, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I I, I call him QT Marshall because that's just what it looks like to me. But Yeah. Um yeah. I I know we say it every week, but Hook's presentation is perfect. Yes. He looks Nation baby. Our guy here. Khan is Got a gift in Hook and not letting him speak. He is what Boba Fett uh, was in the original trilogy. Yes. Um, 
Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Dan Lambert cut a promo taking shots at Tony Khan. Sky wants a title shot. Lambert is doing what he can. They have been so on top of the nail of like the past month about Scorpio getting a title shot that Garrett, I'm really starting to think when Guevara does lose this, which my God, that's going to be a sad day when he does. Cause every match he has is great. Yes. I, I'm starting to think it's going to be to Scorpio. And okay. it's, it's my main reason is because they've been hammering this and, and they, every week they mention Scorpio is now 53 weeks without losing, you know, it's, I think has Scorpio cooled down? Yes, obviously he clearly has cooled down a little bit, but at least he's still on TV. Now Miro, they're doing a little bit of a different direction with him, and it's like, has he probably cooled down? No, because he's been entirely off TV. So I think basically what I mean by that is that I think Miro's going to come back and be in a big spot and just be in a big match, whereas. There's no way they would be saying this every week, right? Yeah, no. It's I think, clearly setting Scorpio. It's either, well, they do two things thing. like this, right? Either he's getting one like really soon, or he's going to get one down the line, like you were saying, for to win the actual championship. Um, because he could just have a good match with Sammy, also, just like Ethan did. You know, like agreed. Hey, and and they'll have great chemistry together. Garrett, I'm about to turn heel. Oh, oh no! Wardlow versus Nick Camarado. Now, uh, I don't know what wrestling commentator says this. I don't know who says it. But my fucking God, Wardlow should not be getting put on his ass 20 seconds into a match against a guy that looks like a fucking caveman. <laughs> Wardlow should not be on his ass after the first fucking hit. What, what are we doing here? Right? Am I wrong? In th- they, like- they did what I asked. They gave Wardlow an actual match. They did, but Wardlow should not, should not be getting put on his ass. I don't understand this old school, like, big man booking philosophy of, like, they can't look like an actual wrestler. If they can wrestle like an actual wrestler, I totally wrestler, agree. Let but them. the way like, they did it, it, I agree, in principle. I'm about to piss off Keith Lee fans. Keith Lee should wrestle that way because that's what he can do. In principle, I'm totally fine if Wardlow's taking hits and doing this and that. But the way that they did it, he basically... He, Wardlow was Isaiah Cassidy and Nick Camarado was Keith Lee. Is that exaggerated? Sure. But that's how I felt. <laughs> I mean, Camarado actually can hit moves. So that's oh, he can. That I'm Keith just Lee saying. Can. I, I mean, just Keith think Lee has like a specific when, – when I, when I'm, by the way, for people out there, including Keith Lee, if he happens to hear this for whatever reason, I'm not saying that you don't have an extensive moveset. I'm saying that you work better the way that you look. If you do less, because you don't have to do as much when you do a lot is why we love you so much, Keith Lee, because you're capable of it, but you don't have to do it every time, you know? And I just Um, think outside of hook Wardlow right now is in the best spot in the company when it comes to being the next, but he's on pause until he actually turns on MJF. He's never going to reach the top. It's not going to happen. I just, I think, I just think this is a little bit overbooking. Because they I didn't, didn't understand putting him in this match randomly uh, before the match. But I mean, like, I, I guess mean, I wanted I, I to. I just wouldn't have done it. I totally agree. No maybe, matter- the, maybe, the, maybe the reason why is because Wardlow is actually about to go on his run. And him winning this match, he's going to then win the title and then not give it to uh, MJF, you know? I mean. Yeah, because remember how hard it was for CM Punk to get this guy down? That's what I'm saying, man. Yes. I, I, I just. I have a feeling that Danielson wouldn't beat him right now. That's yeah, just a it's fact. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, I just, I don't think. I think Danielson would push him, but I don't think he'd beat him. You know what I mean? I, re- I, remember, I think he'd go time limit or something. Like, 
yeah, I was I, my roommate who I was watching. Wait, can we book that match really quickly? Hold on, Wardlow versus Danielson, the time limit. All right, anyway, yeah, it's um, like my roommate who I was watching this with, who you know, I'm not gonna name on here, but we, uh, I looked at him, I'm like, dude, what the is going on? Why, why is Wardlow? I, I was like, this is just, ah. I think it was just an overthought. Moving on, Professor's five minute rookie challenge: Serena D versus Kayla Sparks. Kayla Sparks was on SmackDown as well as AEW tonight, so that's kind of funny. She was getting she was getting kissed by Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Oh, actually, they changed their names. I don't know what they are anymore. Um, <laughs> but it was those guys in that beautiful tag team, and then she wrestled Serena Deeb. I people might have their opinions on this professor thing. I'm just glad they're consistent with it. I mean, it gets more women booked on TV, but I wish they would put some people in there that could actually win. You know, like I I really think it's it's a it's leading. I mean, we'll see, right? But, I, I mean, mean, the thing know, is, because it's like, they keep putting it over as, like, they don't have to beat her, they just have to last five minutes. It's going to be somebody like, I don't know, maybe, dude, imagine if it's AQA, like. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I'd be Or down. somebody like that, you know. And Garrett, that'll, uh, actually, real quick. Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Thunder Rosa. And Dr. Britt Baker. Contract signing, Rosa is insulting her about the Lights Out match. Yes. And she's like, but who won? Uh, Baker's pretty much saying, but who won? I'm I think Britt Baker heard everybody talking about how her promos have been kind of stale lately. She's like, I'm the one who got the t-shirt and the action figure. She tells her, she will, she tells Rosa she'll never be a star. And Baker was an AEW from the start while you were wrestling on YouTube fighting for a chance. Yikes. Baker Oof. signs the paper and Rosa jumps over the table and attacks her. Jamie Hayter begins punching and striking Thunder Rosa. Mercedes Martinez comes out and helps her. Oh, why can't Jamie Hayter get a push, man? She's so good. Yeah, I mean, so good. And now I, I will do our predictions this week, but I, I, I think the uh, the also inside... I have a question. Do you think Martinez is like a face now? Yes. Okay, agreed. And yeah, and yeah, basically just ends in all out hell, all out havoc. That Britt Baker promo was fire, though. Kicked ass, great promo. And then Garrett, we had the face of the revolution ladder match, which we talked about with Orange Cassidy winning. So we didn't hit the pre match promo, which I thought was kind of fun, you know. But it was eh, it was it was short one, so whatever. Cats are in was like, bone. do I have to climb something tonight? What's that? Orange Cassidy was like, do I have to climb something tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Caster and Bowen is just, just so good, man. And, yes, uh, agreed. Thumbs up, thumbs down world. I mean, Rampage, When you if you bookend it with those shows, I don't give a fuck what's in the middle. So thumbs up. Exactly. Exactly. Same um, for me. So real quick, we'll talk about this uh, Tony Khan thing. Um, appearing on Busted Open Radio. I'm just going to read a quote. Okay. Uh, the tease continued with Khan saying he hopes to make an announcement on March 2nd episode of AEW Dynamite. And Tony Khan said, I've been talking a lot about a big announcement in the world of pro wrestling. Not only is there going to be a lot of great wrestling on the show, I promise you guys, I have a huge announcement coming. Nobody knows what it is. It's going to be something very important in the wrestling business. It's not one particular piece of talent. It's something very special. I'm really excited about it. I believe it's something we'll be in a position to announce on Wednesday. I'm pretty excited about that. All right, my conspiracy brain just came up with something out of nowhere. Okay. Shane McMahon is coming to institute the opening of the Forbidden Door between WWE and AEW. Okay. You know where my brain immediately goes? I think it's the ROH library. Yeah, that that would be awesome, actually. And I think he's because they just they deserve to have some of their ROH. talents, old stuff. They really do. In the same way that WWE has like the eons of WCW stuff for a lot of their legends, you know? Because he says they they're need not that just talents. Guys. 
which that could be Jonathan Gresham with the Ring of Honor World Championship. It's and it's about the something more than that. And I do think it's going to be access to Ring of Honor's history. Now I know there's a team Ring of Honor or whatever. They don't have that actual name on Impact, but I know that's a thing, but Tony's not going to bring those guys in. So Have you heard these uh, rumors of another promotion starting by the way? Yeah, control Are you talking about control your narrative? Uh, no, I'm talking Braun about the one that, EC3 and Austin. No, that one's awesome, but I'm talking about the one that Jeff Jarrett is getting involved with. Oh God. No, I, I look, if there's another billion out there that wants to start his own promotion, there's more than enough talent to do it right now. No denying that. And if it's great, Actually, that might just be jokes that comrades making. I'm just, uh, yeah, you know, be. Like, but yeah, but at the um, same time, Jeff Jarrett's crazy. So, you know, yeah, GC dub, um, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for us, huh? Um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think I, we had anything else to add to talk about. Next week, we're, really we're going to have a couple of those. Oh, I never talked about uh, this stuff. Uh, so in the coming week, we'll have a few extra episodes uh, this week. So on, I believe we said we we're going to do the recording on Thursday, right? Is that what we said? Yeah. Uh, or sorry, Saturday. My bad. I don't know when we're going to post the stuff. I'm guessing we'll have our postings Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And yes, so we're going to do it like, predictions and then reactions. So obviously the reactions will be after the show uh, of Revolution and we'll do pre-predictions of the show. Um, and then we'll also do a regular podcast reviewing the stuff that happened on Dynamite this week and Rampage. So um, <laughs> that one should drop on what, Saturday probably? I'm um, guessing so. I don't know which order they're going to be in, but it'll be Friday, Saturday. Because we're going to have to record after Revolution for the one show. So like it's... yep. That one should be out on Monday, hopefully. We'll see. We may have to... Oh, oh, yeah, technically Sunday night, Monday morning, whenever it's in your feeds. Yeah, you'll see it when it comes. Like, it'll just it'll be there. Um, but other than that, I think that's pretty much it for the show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it all the way through to this part of the show, and we will see you all next time. Buddy Matthews, Dan Housen, Dan Housen with the steel trail. <laughs> <laughs>